Welcome to Telling It Like It Is. I'm your host, Matt the Godfather Ely. Want to wish a very happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. and Hope that everybody got to do something special today for those special ladies in your life. Today's episode is about parenting in the new age. Want to say a special thank you to all our listeners who participated in social media and left comments on the topic. And as always, want to say, if there's ever any questions about anything discussed on this show, be sure to send us an email, radio at gmail.com. So let's get into the one plus one equals two. What is parenting by definition? Parenting by definition is the raising of a child by its parents the act or process of becoming a parent, or the taking care of someone in the manner of a parent. So basically, anything that falls within those definitions is parenting. Now, there are many uh, variables or moving parts, as you might say. There are a lot of different aspects to parenting. Parenting is done in a lot of different methods, Um, There's a lot of factors in how one parents. The overall general view of parenting has changed to some degree um, as the generations have gone by. And we're going to talk about some of those things today. So MDG says this. There is no black and white way to parent. I think you kind of have to do what works for you. And at the end of the day, in my opinion, as long as you don't raise assholes, I think you did a pretty good job. We're going to talk to several mothers today, and we're going to get to hear different perspectives and different things in their experiences with parenting. Um, It's not to leave the fathers out, but since today is a Mother's Day special, I think it's, it's only right that we hear from the mothers. Um... Fathers are welcome to comment, send in emails, and and, and let us know your thoughts on what's discussed today as well. Today we're going to do a panel-style interview, so everybody will be joining us together. And on that note, let's meet our panelists. Introducing our guest, all of our panelists are joining us via phone today. Our first guest is Veronica Joyner. She is a single 55-year-old mother of two boys. She lives in New Rochelle, New York. Our second guest is Chelsea Hansen, a 24-year-old mother of four kids under four. Chelsea is married and lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. And our third guest is Ashley McBride, a 31-year-old mother of two girls, and she lives in Binghamton, New York. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you very much for joining us on this Mother's Day weekend. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Hi. So there's a you know there's a there's a lot of differences in in parenting today compared to even when I was growing up. Um I guess starting with Veronica, could you tell me a little bit about you know did did you at what point did you become a parent? Um I was in my my uh mid 20s when I was pregnant with I had my first child two weeks before, two, two days before I turned 36. 
And, um, you know, my clock was ticking. Um, I had finished school. And um, I knew a parent was something that I did want to be. Okay. Okay. And um, was it... Did, did was it the situation where you planned? You said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna have a child now," or was it kind of like you were you were just ready and then it happened? Um, you know, you know, my circumstances were a little different. I had, um, you know, two years prior to, I had a, uh, a miscarriage, and so for a while, I thought that I wouldn't be able to have children. So when I when I was when I did actually find out I was pregnant, I was excited because I really was um, reconciling with myself the fact that I wouldn't be able to have children. So, um, you know, it was a pleasant surprise. Ah, okay, okay. And you're and 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 how old is your firstborn now? Um, he's nineteen. Just he's completing his second year of college. I see, I see. And so, uh, Chelsea Hansen, same question for you. At, at what point did you become a mother? Um, I was 19. Well, when I got pregnant, I was 19. Um, I was. I had been with my husband for two years. He was actually my boyfriend at that point. And we, it was not planned, and we had a miscarriage. And then... Um, that miscarriage kind of prompted us to want a baby, and so uh, we got engaged, and um, I got pregnant and actually had my baby when I was 20, um, so we definitely weren't all, like, settled down. or I was still in school at that point in college and um, was also working as an admin, and um, my husband was a supervisor for a moving company. Okay. And so, and, and with the four kids, um, did you, did you guys plan for each one or was it kind of just like, you know, when we're ready whenever they come type situation? Number one was, well, the first successful pregnancy was planned. Um, so we planned my daughter. Um, number two was planned. Number three was kind of a surprise and, Number four was um, not planned, but um, was kind of a, a vacation baby. <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, I have one of those too. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's and um, Ashley, um, tell me a little bit about um, how you became a mother. Okay, um, I had my first child when I was 17, actually six days before my 18th birthday. Um, she was not planned. <laughs> Her father and I were together for almost six years at that point. We did live together. Um, I was still in high school. Um, it, it was it was hard, but um, it was a good thing also. Um, it kind of helped me grow up a lot. So, yeah. Cool, cool. Okay, so I guess first we'll go back to Veronica. Um, so talk to me a little bit about your ex- you you have two uh, you have an, one adult child and one in high school. Is that so correct? Yeah. Okay, so talk to me yeah. a little bit about your experience and and raising uh, two young men. Um. So 
So um, my sons are very different. Um, they are complete polar opposites. So the, the oldest child was very calm, laid back, um, didn't, didn't even, you know, it was, it was like what he would call the perfect, you know, the perfect child. So when child number two came along when he was four, um, no, this is nothing. I got this, you know. But again, complete and polar opposites. Both wonderful children. It's totally different. Um, and uh, so you have to, you know, adjust accordingly. And you can't, you know, I, I often get from the younger one, well, you let this one do that. And, and then the older one, well, you let this one do that. But you have to deal with them accordingly, in my experience. You know, the one who is mature and can handle things, you give them more responsibilities. And the one who's uh, a little bit more adventuresome, you have to watch them a little more closely. So I just felt I learned that parenting was something you had to do. You know, you had to adjust accordingly. Absolutely. You know, I've kind of noticed that as a parent, it seems like we almost, you know, at the same time while we're raising children, it's like, in a way, we're growing ourselves because it's like we learn from the kids as we grow these different things. Um, not only about being a parent, but just about life, I feel. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. And um Chelsea. Um, talk to me. Uh, yep. Your your oldest is how old right now? Uh, she is four and a half, so she'll be five in November. Okay, and your youngest is is a newborn. He's three weeks old. Okay, so we're so you're kind of on the other end of the spectrum. You're at the beginning of the road. Talk, talk to me. Talk to us a little bit about what that's been like for you. Yeah. Uh, it is definitely uh, as you guys were saying. Uh, a growth experience as an adult and a learning experience. And I've even noticed just five years in that um, every child does need something a little bit different and every child responds to something a little bit different. So, you know, we're, there's not exactly a one size fits all manual for how to do this whole thing. So we're just, you know, doing it as we go and doing our best to um, try to raise responsible and thoughtful human beings that's and I think that's a good a good way to look at it too um Ashley you're in the middle you're you're like so we have Ronica who's raised two adults and then we have Chelsea who's at the beginning and and you're kind of in the middle with your girls right yep yep 13 and 8 are the ages of my kids so talk to me a little bit about like um you know what it's been like for you to this point um it's definitely a learning experience um like you know the the other lady said it's kind of a learn-as-you-go type of deal. Um, you know, my kids teach me a lot of things every day that I didn't really, you know, you think as a parent that you're doing all the teaching and, you know, you're always um, giving advice and trying to lead the kids down the path. But I think sometimes we forget that our kids teach us a lot of things also at the same time. So, you know, it's not just about me trying to be a good parent and, um get them to, you know, grow as good adults, young adults, you know, achievable adults. It's about them teaching me how to be a better person also. So that's always a plus. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. You know, so one of the hot top, you know, one of the biggest um, and most debated things when it comes to parenting, especially 
in compared to nowadays to, you know, even when I was a kid, um, is discipline um, and, and methods of discipline, um, largely corporal punishment, spanking. Um, it's not... So this is something I actually just learned. I was always under the impression that it was illegal to spank in New York State. It's actually not illegal to spank. Um, there's like, uh, I guess each parent, there's a certain degree, though, of what's considered reasonable corporal punishment. Um, and it varies from state to state. So I, I guess I'll start, start with you, Veronica. What are, what are your views when it comes to discipline as far as spanking and whatnot? Um, you know, I'm actually glad you asked this question. I'm an educator. I teach uh, in a high school in the Bronx. And my um, high school just had to write an essay about this, this specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, um, I believe that you have to do whatever works for you and your child. Okay, um, if you need to spank your child, then spank your child. Do you beat them brutally? Never. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. as I was saying, my kids are four years apart. Um, being a single parent, you know, it's different. Like when you get up in the morning, you gotta go. You gotta. Everybody has to get ready. You gotta get out. You gotta get moving. And you gotta get to. You don't have time for nonsense. So mm-hmm. I was very stern with my kids. Very stern, but from very young. Um, one day when my son was like two, he decided he wanted to fall out in tears. And I just looked at him and I gave him a look. And I, and I said, you better get up right now. And he understood where I was coming from. I didn't have to take people I see people, they have their kids in the store, they're out of control. And that's unacceptable. So I, my, my mom raised us that way. Like, I would never go to someone's house and touch something that I wouldn't be supposed to touch or put my feet on their furniture. And so my kids were raised in the same manner. I did, I, I do, I did think if I had to, but I didn't have to spank often because they understood the rules. And they understood that mommy doesn't have time to play with now. If I say something on a certain phone, you have to do it and you got to play now. And also, because I have two sons, um, two African-American males, I want them to understand that you have to follow the rules. Otherwise, something bad can really happen to you. And I, I also told them that very young, at some point, you're going to be bigger than me. But that doesn't mean you have to listen to me. And um, I think at 15 and 19, my guys, they really respect me. And so we have a really good rapport. You know, sometimes do I have to get a little, you know, hey, you know, cut it out. I do, but now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and and I agree with that. I think that, you know, it's like in my situation with my kids, I, um, with my boy, and it's funny because each kid is different, you know, and it's true. Like a lot of people don't understand that, like what works in one kid doesn't seem to work when with another in my experience. And I could count on one hand the amount of times that I've had to spank any of my children. And that's because they know that if I say I will, that I will. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I feel like just the fact that they know it can happen in most cases has worked um 
you know, for me. Um, Chelsea, um, you're, you know, you're a mother in this, yeah. you're a new mom, you're in this new generation. Um, what are, what are your views on uh, corporal punishment and discipline across the board? So <clears throat> I'm kind of on the same page as you guys. Um, it definitely has its place in my house. And, you know, there are warnings. And if you continue with uh, unacceptable behavior beyond your warnings, then you're definitely going to get spanked. And um, I have no respect for, you know, seeing a child acting out in stores or in uh, restaurants, you know, just to completely going crazy and being disrespectful. And I actually am kind of different from a lot of the newer generation in the fact that I, I don't like the way parenting is going, where it seems like children kind of just walk all over their parents. Um, so we definitely are trying to raise our children to have that high regard respect that we had for our parents when we were growing up. So we don't, we don't beat them, but they definitely know that there are repercussions for their actions. And if they continue to act out of line after they have been warned, then there, there will be spanking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of my, you know, ben. And that's only, and that's only for the, sorry, what? No, no, go ahead. I was just, I was just going to make the distinction that that's only for the three and the four year old, the, the babies, obviously they don't get spanked. Right, yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know, there's and and that's one of those things where, um, you know, as I, I my show, I always try to say I I, I like to di- differentiate, make sure I make clear the difference between opinion and fact. And one of the things that happens is people that I've heard that oppose spanking sometimes they're, they're like drastic about it. they're like, oh, you hit your kids or you're, you know, there there's a difference between a spank and then someone who's like beating their kid or being what I would consider abusive to a kid. Um, so, I mean, it, it's, right. I think that those are some of the things that a lot of times get left out of the conversation when people are, are speaking in difference is of opinion and when it is valid and when it isn't. Um, Ashley, uh, mm-hmm. you're a mom, two girls. What are your feelings on um, corporal punishment and discipline across the board? What's worked for you? Well, um, my kids are complete opposites. So um, I do believe every single thing that Veronica said. I, I agree with her, and I agree with Chelsea, and I also agree with you. Um, I see my kids are so different that for my older daughter, I didn't really have to punish her. Um, thankfully, I'm very blessed in that aspect. But my younger daughter is a challenge. Um, like I said, it, she's. It taught me a lot about punishment, and it is acceptable. Um, I think that um, I don't disagree with spanking. Um, the, the problem is, is that when we don't have any consequences for our actions, we tend to be more like today's kind of use. <laughs> Not to put it blunt, but there it is. Um, yeah. I just my older daughter's with a lot of girls and I've seen a lot of disrespectful things when it comes to the way they treat adults, you know, adults, they don't know, um, their friends, parents, it's, it's kind of shocking. Um, and I don't know if it's because parents are super absent because of work and just being so busy, but, um, I mean, it needs to show that when there is no discipline, it's kind of hard to even, 
maintain a happy, healthy household, in my opinion. Um, my kids know the rules. Um, they were set when they were young, so they both have the same set of rules, and if they don't abide by them, there are consequences, and they know that. And I think for my little one, she tests the water a lot, and it's hard to um, grasp the concept of what is acceptable to punish a child and what isn't when your child is testing you, but... In my honest opinion, I've never beaten my child. I, she has gotten a couple spankings, but normally it doesn't go that far. Like Veronica said, I only have to look at my, my children and they know that I am, I mean business. I don't want to have to say it again because if I do, you know, there won't be conversation. And as far as the public thinking, I'm one of those parents who if I have to warn my child and they have to get a spanking in public, I will take them in the bathroom and spank them, and they know that. But I will also let them know publicly, you know, keep it up or you're going in the bathroom and you're getting a spanking. You know, and I know that people look at me crazy and are like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she said that. And, you know, I just I feel like it's a big, whoa thing to even mention the word spanking for children. But, you know, some kids need it, and that's just the sad truth mm-hmm. of it. They really do Absolutely. And, and, you know, I have a question. I, you know, yeah. I grew up in Texas, so I feel like in te- like a lot of things, sometimes geographically, there are different types of overall general opinions on the matter. Like growing up in Texas, like Absolutely. spanking. I, I remember I got paddled at school one time and, 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 and thinking about what I did yeah. to get that paddling. I really deserved it. I was being a monster. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I... And I kind of was like, I'd rather take this paddling at school than my mom. What's that? Respect in school, respect down south is, it's clear. I mean, you meet, you most, 99.9% of the time when you meet somebody from the south, it's yes ma'am, no ma'am, thank you ma'am, thank you sir, it's excuse me, or here let me get that, you know, it's, it's shown that it is portrayed. It's it's a it's a big thing down there. They take it very seriously, and you can tell it shows. It really shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm gonna because read I'm it. sorry, but I've met some really disrespectful kids here. It's just I've seen some really bad things, and I would never say some of the things I've seen kids say to their mom or to any adult for that matter. I would never. I would have got my butt spanked in public for that. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, my, it, it reversed as I got older, but when I was a kid, my, I, I was scared. I, the thought of getting spanked by my dad was a terrifying thing because, you know, my dad was a big guy. All my dad would have to do, like, if we were, as I said, I was, you know, me and my brother were like super hyperactive monsters at times. And sometimes it would get out of control in public. And my dad would just whisper to me. I remember it, it happening in church usually. I'm going to take you outside. <laughs> and that's all he had to say to me. Like if, the minute I heard that, I'm going to take you outside. I was like, Oh, uh, because, because he had done it before, took me outside and spanked my butt. And so if he would, all I knew was like, all he had to do was whisper that to me. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just be hate. I'm going to mind my business for a little bit. So I'm going to read, um, we're going to go to some of our online comments on the issue. And there was a lot. So sorry I can't get to everybody. So Heather Cornwell says, I have two kids. One is almost three and I have a four-year-old. My kids are very active and I rarely ever, 
on any electric or rarely ever on any electronics unless it's before bedtime. So when they are extremely bad or have done something they shouldn't have, they get a spank on the bum and get put it put in timeout. I feel like they learn better this way. I look at the way I was brought up and I treat my kids a little differently, but I let them know who's boss. So, I mean, it kind of sounds like she's saying a lot of, um, you know, it's kind of like a lot of what, of what we're saying as opposed to where, as long as it's not excessive and, and, uh, you know, as long as you're not excessive with it, but sometimes it's necessary. Um, I feel like there has been, you know, like I said, in Texas growing up, it was the, I, I don't think I ever really met anybody. No, I'm, I'm lying. My parents had one, uh, friend, they, they had a couple they were friends with who also had four kids and they didn't spank. And they had three girls and the youngest was a boy. The girls seemed to be okay, but their youngest who was the, the boy was a monster. And I remember this kid would just do things that I would look at. I mean, I was only, I was probably like three or four years older than this kid. He was the same age as my younger brother. But I remember us looking at the things this kid would do and say and how he would act to the mom and just think, wow, <laughs> our mom would beat us if we did this. I remember one time the kid slapped the mom and she just, she didn't believe in it. And um, other than that, it was like in Texas, the common, the common, um, I think the overall common way of living down there is like, take the, take that kid to the tool shed, as they would say, which means, you know, that's the, the, the way it was done back in the day is if you were going to spank a kid, you would take him out back. So it's not in the public eye to teach him a lesson. Um, right. I've had several friends. I mean, more than I can count when this conversation has come up. With, and, and it's always always friends from New York. When the mention, when you even bring up spanking, like it's almost like you're talking about they they literally view it as as child abuse. If you spank your kid, you're hitting your kid, you're beating your kid. Um, so it's 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 just one of those those observations that I think is it's such a drastic difference between you know geographically and I also think there's a cultural aspect to it too I can't just want to like add to that because I know personally um sorry to interrupt you no go ahead I have a friend a neighbor actually who has two girls and he's a single father um and you know his girls got a little older like teenage years and you know they start realizing because I guess it's going around school or their friends hear it or they just they've heard it wherever through the grapevine um, his daughter used to say when he'd be like, you know, go in your room, like, go clean your room. Don't, I don't want to have to spank you, you know? And she'd be like, yeah, well, I'll call, I'll call the cops and I'll call CPS. And, you know, I've heard that quite a few times from parents and I'm just, it baffles me to the point where I'm like, well, how is it that your kid is, is even, you know, disrespectful to you to that level? Like, <laughs> It shouldn't get to that level. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's absurd to me. That's crazy that kids actually think that, you know, if you get spanked, you're you're getting beat or that you can go to jail. Or, I mean, some states, I think you probably can, but not here. You can't. I mean, you can't beat your kid, but you can spank your kid. Yeah, and that's – and uh, once again, I was going to – Oh, yes, Veronica. 
No, I was going to say, if I could interject, um, th- that's that's one of the biggest problems we have today. Again, like I said, as I teach in the high school, I hear it all the time. A lot of a lot of parents today, I even have some friends who are afraid to discipline their children because of of the fact that uh, child protective services will show up, or they might get a case and be investigated, and they don't want you know the stigma, the hassle, all of, of that type of intervention. And the kids learn it early on, and so. And Parents are just definitely afraid to discipline their kids. And that's why a lot of these young kids today are out of control because you do have parents who are actually afraid. They don't want to lose their job. They don't want the police coming to their homes or anything like that. And so therein lies the problem. And Veronica, let me ask you something. Um, when, when did you uh, first uh, begin your career as an educator? Um, I've been educated for the past 13 years. And um, which grade level do you teach? Um, I teach in year 9 through 12. Okay, so you're you're dealing with high school kids. So let me ask you something. Do you notice any difference in the way that perhaps um, the youth behaved or were affected when you first started versus today? In relation to how just the overall opinion, how discipline is implemented and whatnot? I can't really say I know there's an overall difference, um, but there, you know, there, there are just some homes where where parents feel like, oh, you know, I got to come out with a kid, I didn't like it, I'll never beat my kids. You have a lot of parents today who want to be child's friends. They feel like if they're friend if they're friends with them that the kid will listen to them more, um, and things like that. And like, this is firsthand knowledge. Like I said, I assigned this to my ninety students this year, early this year, and I gave them an article of the pros and cons of both. And um, so I heard a lot of stories. They had to interview their parents or different adults, and this, this is some of the feedback that I, that I heard. You know. Um, so, and you know, there's some parents who are just very, who are old people and they're just gonna, they're just not having it from the kids, whether the police are going to come to their house or not. And you have other people who don't want to be bothered with those type of, you know, um, situations. So they just, they, they try to stay away from it, you know, get away with whatever. So another question is, you know, we have the the range here from the age of parents. Is do you think age of the parent plays a factor in one's ability to be a good parent? I don't. No, <laughs> no. I'd I agree. Think, um, yeah, I I'd think agree. With, you know, without I don't want to dominate the conversation, but I. I don't think that it's the age of the parent. I think it's the willingness of the parent to be a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some people who are parents who want to be parents and understand what parenting is. And there are some people that just have kids and are just going through, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. I think parenting I, comes, I think parenting comes natural kind of, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think that 
I mean, you do have a choice to be a parent, but as a mother, it's just my maternal instinct. Do you know what I'm to to want to be a parent, to be there for my child, to you know try to raise them the best that I can? I think that's only fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to get some but emails every, what, from people with some thoughts on that. Oh, I agree. I I, I definitely agree with you guys, basis. though. I, I don't feel that I I don't feel that that's inherent in everyone, though. Mm-hmm. Everyone who is a parent, it's not inherent in them that oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have to sacrifice. I have to do that. That uh, unfortunately, that doesn't happen automatically when you have a kid. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we the foster care wouldn't be what it is. The child abuse wouldn't be what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, you have a lot of people who get them. You know, like I see young girls in my school who walk around pregnant because oh this is cute and then when the baby comes it's like oh oh you know so not not all parents understand what comes with parenting I sometimes think that could uh, be applied to even people that are older that have kids absolutely that's Mm -hmm. why I said it doesn't matter what age yeah yeah I agree. I don't think age matters. I absolutely don't think age matters, but I do think that no matter who you are, when you are, you know, when you have a child, like, to me, when I had a child personally, it was just my maternal instinct to be a parent, to want to be a parent. I know not everybody's like that, but my age, age doesn't matter. Absolutely not. I, even older and younger, I've learned a lot of things from my own mother or from even younger moms that I've met. I've learned things as a parent, so no, I don't think age matters. No, I don't think it does either. I totally don't. I know that. I know that for me, um, you know, we have older friends and like older family members who have less children than us, who have a harder time parenting one child than we have parenting four. So I definitely agree that I don't think age has a whole lot to do with it. I feel like it's one of those things, like with what you said, it, if you're meant to be a parent, it's going to come natural to you no matter what age you are. Because I've seen these situations where people, you know, I live in New York City, and especially in Manhattan, a lot of people aren't having kids until they're like in their 40s. And with some of the people... It's because they're like, well, I think if I'm going to have a kid, I need to do it. And so a couple get married and they'll have a kid. And sometimes it seems like people in those situations are not as ready to be parents as, say, the person that had a a kid as a teenager or in their 20s or didn't quite plan for it. Um. So I, I I would say that's a pretty um, fair assessment that if you are meant to be a parent, your instincts will kick in. Um, so another another issue that is a big topic, especially for mothers, is breastfeeding. Um, there's you know a lot of a lot of the debate is around 
how long should you breastfeed? Should you be able to breastfeed in public? Um, is breastfeeding a more healthy option? Um, I mean, I only did for a little, a couple months, both of my kids. Um, one, because um, I had to take medication for something after I had my older daughter, and it got into my breast milk, and it started making her sick. Um, mm. I personally think that it's just a, your own personal choice because it's our body. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what your body can and can't take. You know if it's right or if it's not right or if it feels good or if it doesn't. I mean, breastfeeding is a personal choice. And I just didn't listen to what everybody else said. You know, I listened to my doctor and I tried my best. And, you know, it worked for a little while. And, I mean, I was happy with it either way. Yeah. And uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I agree that it's a personal choice. Um, yeah, I I have breastfed all of my children. Um, the longest I breastfed was about 16 months, and the shortest uh, was six months with one of them because I got pregnant and my milk dried up when I got pregnant. Um, but, yeah, all four of my children, I'm a huge advocate for it. I think that <clears throat> it is a personal choice, and I do think that it should be acceptable in public and um you know, I think it's a very healthy option if it's something that you wanted to do. And and, and let me ask you about uh, for how what's how long do you breastfeed a child? Um, I have always had the goal of two years because that's what the World Health Organization recommends. Um, unfortunately, I haven't ever made it to two years. The longest I have been able to do it was um, 16 months because it's typically because I got pregnant again, which is why um, I've not made it to two years yet because when you get pregnant at a certain point, your milk kind of starts to dry up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but um, I I definitely think it's, it's great for mom and it's great for baby. <laughs> and uh, I think that people... You know, it's it's as much as it's a personal choice to breastfeed at all, it's also a personal choice on how long the mom and child want to continue the breastfeeding relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, I know for me, my, like my mother, my mother, I'm the oldest of eight children. And my mom, she attempted breastfeeding with me the first day and it just didn't work. And so she, all of us were bottle fed. And I mean, I think for the most part, we're all pretty healthy. Um, and now my children were breastfed. And for the most part, they're pretty happy. <laughs> so. Yep. It, it, yep. I know I myself, I don't think I was breastfed, but for maybe six weeks. I think my mom good. stopped after that. See, I see. Um, so another issue, and this is something that um, it's very common in today's world, and compared to years past, so to speak, is um a split parenting situation. Now, um, Chelsea, I know you're married, um, which still requires a level of co-parenting, so. 
Mm-hmm. I guess let's have a discussion about the aspects of co-parents and everybody's approach to it. So I guess we'll start with you, Chelsea. Talk to me a little bit about how you you and your husband co-parent together. So there, um, despite being married, we definitely have some slightly differing views <clears throat> about parenting. I tend to want to explain things more and get down on their level more and kind of help them understand the reasons why we don't do certain things. My husband is much quicker to just want to, you know, discipline and say just, you know, you can't do this because I said so because I'm the parent, you know. So we do have a lot of talks about, like, you know, it doesn't need to be all black and white, like, you know, we can do a little bit of my way and a little bit of your way, and um, there are definitely a lot of conversations behind closed doors about how, you know, one of us could have done or handled such situation better, like if something happens during the day and we didn't agree with how that parent handled it, we'll discuss that. And we do our best to not let the kids see those conversations take place because that can be confusing. Got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And Ashley, you, you're one of the, probably the best people I've seen at doing the co-parenting thing. So, uh, talk to, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what, how it's worked for you, how you've done the single mom and co-parenting situation. Well, first of all, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I think that co-parenting is a must. I mean, I don't feel like it's healthy for a child if you can't co-parent and get along in a healthy manner. I mean, I, you know, my I have my kids have two separate fathers. Um, we both have long relationships together. Um, we still get along, though. My older daughter's father, he's like my best friend. I can pretty much tell him anything. I don't, you know, and it it has helped our relationship immensely. I'm not going to say it's all like peaches and cream all the time. We do have our moments where we do disagree as parents, but it's actually helped my daughter's relationship where she feels comfortable enough to talk to us both about things. Um, you know, my old, my youngest daughter, her dad is married. Um, I love his wife. My daughter absolutely adores her. They have a great relationship, and that is honestly all that I can ask for as a parent. You know, I'm not one of those people to get mad over stupid little things or the fact that somebody else is trying to help raise my child. You know, I see it as a blessing. Um, you know, she's an awesome person, and as long as my daughter loves her and she treats her good, and I don't have an issue with it. So, um, just for your kids to be able to see that you can all get along, that you can, you know, still hang together or go to family gatherings together, have birthday parties together. You know, it's a lot less stressful for the children, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Veronica, what advice do you have? For, and you know, you've raised two men already as a single mother. Talk to us about what's worked for you. Um, well, what's what was, um, my son's father, he did get married and he, 
he has uh he my sons have a sibling that's five months younger than my youngest son. Okay? So mm-hmm. they're the same his the two brothers are the same age. So when that happens, you know, like somebody had to be the bigger person and say, Okay, if you want these guys to have a relationship you have to get them together while they're young, okay? Because you can't spring mm-hmm. the teenagers on each other and say, oh, that's his brother. So, and that's what happened when they were very young. They were introduced to each other, and so they knew each other growing up. So the brothers, especially the two that are the same age, are very close. We live in New York, and they live in Jersey. Um, as far as co-parenting, um, there's a little... Mm, it's a little one-sided because there has to be communication. And uh, I'll give you an example. Um, when I, when my kids are little, you know, I let them believe in Santa Claus. I don't feel there's anything wrong with that. They went to their dad's uh, Christmas time, and he and his wife decided to tell them that there was no Santa Claus. And so they came back and they were like, oh, yeah, and I really was upset because that was a discussion that had been had with me before they said anything. And so um, I had to, you know, we had to backtrack a little bit and, you know, agree that before you, you know, you have certain discussions, we need to discuss them first. You know, you can't just take it upon yourself to say and do things. And then, you know, me being the custodial parent, the primary caregiver, um, I get to make, like, all the decisions concerning my kids. And, um, you know, if, if, I, if you're interested, I will communicate, you know, everything. But when, when, when if, the per- if the other person is not interested or doesn't show interest, for, again, for the, the health of your kids, the mental health of your kids, you have to keep it moving. And so um, that's what I had to do in my situation. You know, like, if their father said, oh, come pick you up, and then the all day they're waiting for him and he doesn't come, that's a problem. So what we do is we don't tell you. This is when they would tell you that somebody's coming. And then when they get, they get there, hey, it's great. And if they never got there, you didn't know they were coming in the first place. So I think, um, you know, I have people who say, oh, you know, fathers are very important. Fathers are very important. They are as important as mothers. But the key is they have to be, parents have to be quality parents. You're only good for your kids um, if you're going to be a quality parent and you have their well-being in mind. That's what I learned. Hmm. So I don't wow, have parents at all, you know, I try to I try to foster the relationship because when they were younger, they didn't want to leave me to go visit him. And I was like, it's okay if you leave. I'm going to be fine and I'm going to be waiting for you and we'll have a good time when you get back. You know, because I tried to, you know, as best as we could, the relationship, you know, but, you know, I can only do a small part of it. The rest has to come from the other side. Absolutely. Wow, that's 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 good. I mean, that's that's strong advice too because you see so many people that act petty over in certain right. situations. And, it's just, it's just, and, 
and it's that doesn't help your kids. And like, if you if you are a good parent, you you always thinking about, well, how's this gonna affect my kid? You know, and even though my kids are fifteen, nineteen, my kid is away at college. You know, I go hard for my kids. Whatever it is, I go hard. And whatever they choose, if they need support and my love, I there. But I I will not allow, if I can, anything negative to come towards me if I can stop. You know? That's just, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter where it's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you, thank you. We are running out of time and but I wanna I wanna thank all you ladies for joining this discussion and wish you all a very happy Mother's Day. Um thank and you. for everybody listening, if you have thank any you. questions, thank you ladies again. Thank you very much for joining the conversation. And for all our listeners, if you have any questions or comments on what we discussed today, Send us an email, T-I-L-I, truthradio at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at T-I-L-I, truthradio. And follow us on Facebook. And if there's something you would like to hear us talk about or a topic you think we should tackle, let us know. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, send an email and let us know. Telling It Like It Is is produced by Matt Ely, Veronica Ely, and Zara Vignola. And I'm your host, Matt the Godfather Ely. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at M-A-T-D-A-G-O-D-F-A-T-H-A. We are not Republicans. We are not Democrats. We are not liberals. We are not conservatives. We are realists. And we're always Telling it like it is.